This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, Batman Assault on Arkham. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang. All day long they're saying. Hey everybody, you're listening to another special edition podcast from iFanboy on Batman Assault on Arkham. My name is Paul. That's Connor. Hi. And that's Ryan. Hola, amigos. This is the 21st since since 2007, you said, Connor? 
the 21st full-length release since 2007 from this particular line of films. Of DC animated uh, direct-to-video features. Uh, and, and you count the, there's 22 if you count the uh, collection of shorts that included the, the longer short, but this is the with, uh, with Shazam in it, yeah, yeah, the 21st full length one. And this is um this is the first uh, to be sort of directly based on the continuity, I guess, of the Batman Arkham video games, uh, and that's why uh, Batman looks like that. <laughs> well, it's interesting. The um, let's give a quick spoiler warning. There'll be spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. Um. So they announced when the movie switched over from the pre-New 52 continuity to the New 52 continuity, they announced they were going to do three a year. And of those three, one would be – two would be in the shared universe that they're all in now. And then one would be out of that. And so this is the first out of continuity one in the, in the, in the video game world. And I've never played either game. I've got no context for I game. play the games and they are fun. They are they are a good time. I bought at least the first two. Okay, I, so then, so then is this a prequel? I don't know. It's it, it 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 just means Batman has pupils. He's got what looks like sort of cloudy <laughs> pupils. Ryan, have you played the games? Yeah, I played the first two. I got the third one when it was on sale, but I haven't played it yet. Ryan, is this a prequel? Unclear. Well, well, okay. The third one. It has one... to be the second one. Okay, spoiler warning. Yeah, it's in the second game. The Joker dies at the end, and it's a pretty definitive death. Like I believe there's even a body. There's no such thing for the Joker, Ryan. But also, fair enough. The third, but I'm just saying, the third, and, I, uh... the third and most recent one is like Batman Year Two or something. It's very in early in his career. Yeah, the, yeah. The third game is a prequel. The beginning of the first game is Joker being brought back to Arkham. So I could see this taking place before this the events. This must be the prequel then. They bring it back. Yeah. After Basically, I think it's just sort of like variations on a theme. It's the, it's the sensibility of the video games. It's the character designs. Um, right. Again, a spoiler. You're going to see Poison Ivy and Bane in here. And they're very on model with the video game. It's A lot of things are really on model with the video game. I mean, I, I could... A lot of the scenes in the rooms in Arkham where things take place, I I remember from yeah, playing that's game. that's true. I I, th- I think, but I think for me, maybe because they don't even speak uh, Bane and Poison Ivy, like that's all there is to focus on is that character design, and it's a and it's a very specific thing. Was was Poison Ivy wearing pants? It was one. She, she had a little. She, uh, she had a little leaf thong thing. She stood up, and it looked like she was naked. Anyway. Uh, you can. We're stumbling around because this this was a rough one. But before we get into the film, um, staying on the video game, I was surprised. Two things: one, that they didn't go for a more of a CGI look to ma- kind of match the the video game, the, the cutscenes. Yeah, sure, okay. And two, really surprised in the cover of the box that it wasn't close to the video game. Because if you're trying to uh, rope in fans of the game, the games have been very very successful, made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I thought they would have gone for a closer art style. I mean, this is it's a, it's a nice drawing. It's a it's a it's a comic drawing. Yeah, it's, but I mean, it's it's, just, it's stylized. It doesn't look like the video game, and it doesn't even look like, like the, necessarily the what cartoon. this yeah, what this movie is. I was just so, kind of surprised. It's like they slapped that image on there in the last second, and and uh, it's almost it like when if a comic had different interior art than the cover, and <laughs> they were very juxtaposed. Um, it's a little like that. And again, let's let's continue to avoid talking about the film itself by talking about the concepts behind the film. And 
What's interesting about Batman Assault on Arkham is that Batman is hardly in it, and it's really a Suicide Squad movie. Yes. Much like we've had that happen in previous films, have we not? Uh, wasn't one of the Superman Batman films really a Supergirl movie? Yes, the and, um, it was the sequel to Public Enemy. That wasn't it, it Apocalypse. Was, Apocalypse. Yeah, it was Apocalypse. Yeah. The comic arc was called Supergirl. It was the right, from and the then and Michael the next Turner. film is Justice League: Throne of Atlantis, which is really an Aquaman movie. So basically, uh, they're finding a way to do these films starring other characters by just branding them with the Batman or Justice League or Superman. I'm cool because, with that. So that was interesting. It was basically. 85% about the Suicide Squad. Um, oh, yeah. And, um, but if you're a fan of the Suicide Squad, I wouldn't say necessarily to get excited. <laughs> well, uh, let's, pl- Paul, you, let's tell them what the, tell, explain the plot. Roll, roll it out for me. In a, well, in a, okay. Uh, you know, you know the Suicide Squad. So you've got, uh, Amanda Waller. You've got the wall. And, uh, which she hasn't been in any of the, I haven't played the third one, but she's not in either of the first two games. I so. don't believe Amanda Waller has appeared. No. And, did she die in, in this movie? Uh, well, it's a, it's by the end, by the end, I was reading a magazine. So, I mean, it's it's not a definitive. She she could be dead, but you know, um, either could've way, could have just been sending a message. Could have just been sending a message, exactly. So Amanda Waller brings in 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 a a wonderful madcap um, character montage, bringing in all of these all of these villains. You've got uh, a very weird looking King Shark, who doesn't look like his usual um, street shark self. This is more of a, a Jaws from uh, James Bond kind James of vibe. Bond, yeah. uh, sort of mechanical teeth, yeah. And he has different attachments for it. Um, and then who else you've got? You've got Captain Boomerang, pretty classic Captain Boomerang. Uh, yeah. Deadshot, uh, Black like Spider. Spider. Yeah, a KG Beast, Black Spider, KG Killer Beast. Frost. Yeah. And, uh, is it Killer Harley. Frost or is it Icicle? Killer Frost. Killer Frost. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was high school at first too, but it's Killer Frost. I it, think uh, dude. No, she brings them together to uh, go kidnap the Riddler, who has some. I don't remember why. He's got a thumb drive in his oh, question right. mark staff, and oh, it's like the knock list. Yes, he's got he's got the list <laughs> of all the for, current and former uh, Suicide Squad members. So uh, they go to kidnap him, only to find that Batman's already grabbed him and put him in Arkham Asylum. So they must assault Arkham Asylum to break the Riddler out, or at least to steal his staff which has the thumb drive embedded in it right apparently they don't even search the weapons when they when they take you in they just throw them in and the they box. also they have them in like yeah a big like crate in a warehouse and like indiana jones style point, killer Fro- yeah it's exactly like that raiders of the lost ark and um there's one point where killer frost just finds mr freeze's gun yeah and it's like fully operational it's loaded like she can just use it she doesn't have she to tra- go he's just find. to charge it up with her i think she ice, has to char- yeah she's charged it with her power but anyway the point is uh, this was not a good movie. And coming on the heels of Son of Batman, which was also not a good movie, I, I'm I'm really quite There's concerned. There's a pattern now. of not goodness that's I'm happening. I'm quite concerned for the future of this line. Just simply I liked it. No, you didn't. I did, actually. Did you? What? I really did. Well, I'm glad you found some enjoyment. There, there, it has how you liked it. It has some neat ideas, I, I will uh, grant you. I, I laughed at a couple of bits. There was a couple of good bits. I I enjoyed that it was actually more of a Suicide Squad movie because I don't necessarily like the bat the portrayal of Batman in the Arkham games. I mean, he's fun to play, but um, I haven't read any of the comics that are set in that world either, so I don't really know what differences there are with the character. But I wasn't I wasn't excited to see a movie about that version of Batman. 
And when it ended up being a Suicide Squad movie, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then they kind of like do a 70s heist thing where, you know, there's the the very stylized intro to all the characters and they got to pull a heist and they got to go to the Penguin. And I don't know. I dug it. See, I thought I thought that was interesting at first because it was very stylized in the beginning. And then that completely went away except for one random point in the middle where there was like a shot of all their heads looking at something. Yes, when, I when that, that came back, but it didn't. It didn't continue through the whole film. Yeah, so it, it was, doesn't. It doesn't maintain the sort of like stylized sort of Ocean's Eleven kind of thing right. that you that they set up. And even even in those those vignettes where she's capturing, you know, and bringing in all of these uh, villains, um, the, like the music is kind of cheesy. The music would that was the biggest problem I had. Not was, kind I, of definitely cheesy. Very yeah, I cheesy, thought the music choices were, were not great, but. But overall, I I had fun with this. I, I think. Well, I'm glad. But in in theory, I think I think you know it has some neat ideas, and I and I kind of like the idea that um that you know uh, Deadshot kind of um rises up as a sort of antihero. He's he's they really been it, pushing him. Yeah, it's sort of like a, a, it was Deathstroke for a while, and now uh, and now it's a Suicide Squad, and particularly uh, for a guy Deadshot. named Deadshot, he doesn't really hit anything he aims at. No, no. Uh, Especially uh, with Captain Boomerang is less than ten feet from him, and he's just shooting at him. Captain it Boomerang was... doesn't really fare well. Nobody fares all that well, but but like Captain Boomerang doesn't have that much to do. Um, there's a, I think there's sort of there's a lot of characters here, and they have an uphill battle trying to um, endear you to those characters. Yeah, Ryan, I I would have I was totally on board with your point of view in the beginning when when I realized it was a Suicide Squad film. Until I realized that all the characters were flat and boring, and nothing was interesting about them. There's, I mean, there's, there's some some interesting things like Deadshot and Boomerang at least have been through this before. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been called in by Waller to, and it, like against their will, to perform these operations as the Suicide Squad. But then there's also, and and I guess Harley too. And then um, there's some newbies. Uh, and you know, so there's different levels of experience with this, and that's kind of a smart idea if you're just throwing us into that. But it, you know, it gets it gets a bit dull because I wasn't engaged by any of these characters really. They 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 flirted with the with this weird relationship between King Shark and Killer Frost, mm-hmm. where it seems like he has a crush on her and she couldn't possibly bother with that. But then she seems to, you know, have some. She appreci- warms up to him. She warms, <laughs> she warms up to him a little bit, um, and then he gets his head blown off and no reaction, and not in a way that it's like a commentary of like how cold she is, <laughs> like how how callous she is as a criminal. That even though we as an audience thought that they had formed a bond. They didn't. It. I don't think it was showcased in that way. It's just like they sort of dropped that plot line, right? Um, and so it's. I, I didn't have that much to latch on to. I also. I. I also. I kind of like the idea that Batman is in it and he's on the side and he doesn't know what we know. Um, and that's sort of rare for a well, Batman. Batman's story. doing. Batman's in Arkham for a different reason, right? Because the Joker, the Joker got his hands on a dirty bomb you know, homemade nuclear device and Batman doesn't know where it is. So he's coming to Arkham to try to figure out where this bomb is and defuse it in time to save you the also, city. You also get to see a little bit of Detective Orlando when he's talking to Alfred, like what what are these 
what are what's Harley doing in here and what like that's right. weird timing that she ends up at the same time and so like you get to see sort of the gears turning and usually we're a step or two behind Batman you know because Batman's usually the protagonist right. in this case he's a, a side character and has his own sort of like B or C plot and that's that's kind of interesting he's uh, almost uh relegated to the background like he was on Gotham Central. Like he's very he's in the beginning yeah. scene. He's sh- he's in a brief scene in the middle. And he shows up, she's for the final act he shows up, but uh he's not really the focus. It was really interesting. I thought that was really interesting. I thought those I thought this was a nice experiment. It was cool to see them try something new with different characters and do a Batman movie that doesn't really feature Batman. That was I, I respected that, but I just felt like the execution was really lacking in the same way I felt I just felt like it was boring, in the same way that Son of Batman was boring. Um, I just felt I kept losing interest in whatever was happening. You know I mean? I, uh, yeah, I like the Suicide Squad as a concept. Yeah. and it was uh-huh. like this could be fine. And, and like I said, I liked the games, um, so I didn't necessarily have anything against the world. But I know what you mean, Ryan, when you said like this particular Batman isn't, you know, necessarily the Batman that you would want to follow, and you know, we don't in the in this. Um, it's it's a Suicide Squad story, but um, yeah, it's th- I just felt like there was there wasn't a whole lot of chemistry here. Mm-hmm. I was I was sad KG Beast was taken out of the scenario so quickly because I think I think Julian I <clears throat> excuse me I think Julian I saw a preview for this and you see KG Beast and she pointed and she was like who the hell is that guy and I was like that is a fantastic character named KG Beast. <laughs> KGB, and he's a beast and he's got a weird arm thing and he's did you mentioned also the nkv demon i did not because <laughs> that is also a character <laughs> no actually i think it was we saw him in and we, we've been watching uh the justice league cartoon i think mm-hmm. he's a, he does a cameo in one of KGB so. was awesome in, in yeah the, no he's uh, great I, we should pitch we should pitch a new kgb but uh book. i just felt like execution wise it just fell flat and i think well, yeah, that's a lot what of them i fell flat when they were executed that was a right that i think a few times I think that uh, welcome to Pun City, everybody. I think that uh, the problem, and and I think we were all cautiously optimistic when Bruce Tim left. A lot of people were sounding the death knell and and running for the hills, but we were trying to give this team the benefit of the doubt. But I don't think I've seen much in the way of a personality or a spark in these films since he has left. Mm. Mm-hmm. They seem very workmanlike, like they're very by the numbers. And they have this weird tone, like I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily know, like. Who this is for? I mean, there's like a there's a sex scene in here. You're getting more adult. They're getting there's more of, adult. There's actually quite but... a bit of cursing, uh, at least for the, these kind of films. I don't necessarily have to call that a problem. It's just a weird. There's it, a weird lack of us of an energy to these movies that yeah. has gone away. Now he's coming back for the uh, next out of continuity film, Just League Gods and Monsters, and we don't know much about that one yet, but. So that oh. gives me reason to hope yeah, he's coming was, back for a one-off. But uh, I was excited to see that. But it's, it's not, just that one, as far as I know. But mm. uh, this doesn't give me hope for the next two. Justice League: Throne of Atlantis. I watched the featurette. It's the same team, the same writer, and uh, not excited. Even though I love Aquaman, yeah. and then, yeah, and then Batman versus Robin seems a weird next choice because we feel, we just did a Batman and Robin, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't and it was favorite. terrible. Um, I don't know. And the other thing with this one is just, you know, that setup and like, uh, you know, the the reason we don't have KG Beast is because I guess you would fill a similar role as King Shark and King Shark is the one that they decided to go with. And you need to have one 
show that there are really high stakes, I guess, and have yeah, his yeah. head blown off with the you know shot call. So that like that's the story reason for doing it. But wow, that's a really interesting character. That would have been fun, you know, potentially to to have that character tag along instead of maybe one of the other ones. Um, but then that whole scene where where Waller confronts them, I've seen so many movies like this. You know, like Battle Royale, and there's a Japanese movie called Gantz, um, which is based on a manga, and it's all about like you wake up in a room, and it's, it's like it's like that saw thing, right? You know, it's bad people are your protagonists, and they wake up in a room, and they have this impossible task, and because of the stakes, we are supposed to care about them, but I don't right. think they have the real estate or the spark to do that here. I think they would have benefited from a much smaller team. Then you could have gotten to know them a lot more. Um, not that I would have trusted the writing to give you that, but as it was with the, with all the characters running around, you never really got to care about any of them. I know that Deadshot has a daughter, and I know that Harley Quinn is bouncing between Deadshot and the Joker, and I know that King Shark is into Killer Frost. That's basically all I know. I don't know anything about Captain Boomerang. And I realize there's not a lot of time here, but if we're going to care about these characters, we don't know innately. Like, we innately know Batman and Superman and Justice League, so we don't need to have a lot of character development for them because we know their stories mm-hmm. culturally. Um, I, most people don't know these characters. I don't know them as well as the other ones, so I need a reason to care about them. Uh, you know, their heads might blow up, but I don't really care if they do or not. I was convinced uh, that the KG Beast was going to be like an LMD-type <laughs> switch, and he was going to show you were up. You're holding there. on tight to that KG Beast. Bit, hoping against yep. hope he would come back. Yep. I just can't. I just you know. I just can't believe he's gone. That might have oh. that might have carried me through a little bit if I if I had that suspicion. Oh, well, what did you what did you like about it? Anything? I mentioned some of the things I liked about. it. I don't know. I uh, I I thought it had neat like theoretical ideas, but it just I don't think the execution was there to carry them through. Like. In, instead of just making them a bunch of villains that are all like at, at you know um starting from scratch with suicide squad to have some of them have past experience with it that's a neat idea um so that you build this this level this history between deadshot and waller so that in theory that last scene where he's got the you know the um the drop on her the drop on her um from across the way uh well the- should hold some weight, but she doesn't need to worry. He won't never hit her, not from that far. He not can't hit anyone, anything. He can't hit anybody anyway. Um, I like some of the Joker stuff, despite the fact that the uh, voice actor Troy Baker was was basically doing a Mark Hamill impersonation. impersonation. Well, because he had to, because Mark Hamill was the voice in the games, right? Uh, um, first I don't, I don't, shoe games. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily fault him for that. It's just a little, it was just a little distracting. Do you guys not um, like thought, the animation style? I thought the animation style was pretty good. In this? Yeah. I thought the character designs were more complex yeah. than we usually see. And, and no, I did like that. Well, and I thought it was good. Oh, the I character designs were right. The, um, it's that thing where like the character designs are kind of interesting, but the, um, the backdrops that are played against, there's a bit of a, um, a color forms effect. Where they just feel like characters just placed on a, a large background that's maybe a little bit too large and a little bit too mm-hmm. pristine. Doesn't feel really lived in. Um, the whole thing has that gauzy look still that, that's still in these films. Um, I think that's but, just to add a level of interest, like to to create some atmosphere because there's not a whole lot of detail to those um, set pieces. 
Well, yeah, it's we're, I know we're supposed to be saying nice things at this point. Uh, what did I like? When when the Joker announced himself and he called everybody bitches, that made me laugh for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's, what did he say? It's me bitches or something? I don't know, but I laughed at that. There wasn't a whole lot. I, I, was, I found myself constantly checking in to see how many minutes were left. And at one point when I found yeah. out it was still 45, I groaned. Um, yeah, I know. It, it kind of felt really long. <laughs> I, I thought, I, you know what, I thought there was a lot of really good action sequences. The one thing they continue to do really well is animate the action well, and I thought there was a really good fight scenes. Uh, I liked the opening sequence, especially with Batman and the Riddler. I thought that was a good fight scene. I liked, uh, because it showed hints of, okay, we're going to do some interesting um, relationship stuff when Killer Frost uh, realizes that uh, King Shark needs help because he is afraid of heights, put a blindfold on you, and ride piggyback and I'll tell you, you know, go left, go right. And so they have, there's, there's some kind of connection there, but then it immediately goes away afterwards. Um, it just, uh, so, but I, but I like that, that sequence in and of itself. Um, I just wish that they'd done more with it. Um, I, yeah. I and I think, I think it's interesting to, 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 um, to have in, in animated form, have that version of Harley where it's, she's a little bit at odds with the Joker or a lot at odds. I mean, she's shooting at him, but why is she shooting at him to open up that panel inside his cell? How much of that is I actually want to hurt the Joker? How much of that is I want to give him um, an escape route? Mm -hmm. How much of that is intentional when it just looks like an accident? Um, How much of that is an act? And that's, and, and that's pointing to, uh, a more complex relationship. And part of that is satisfying because we've seen so many other um, adventures with Harley and the Joker and probably borrowing from that. Like, you know, it gets, what is their relationship in the movie? I mean, in the the game, game, um, it's, it's more like what it is in, you know, Batman, the animated series that they had, you know, it's this twisted love affair thing. Um, I, I like that they toned down her costume a bit. Yeah, that was nice. The the new fifty two crazy, I don't know, like it was really out there with the costume, like very like we're this desperation move to trying to make this character look edgy. Right. And um you don't have to because her personality is edgy. She's, you know, a loony person. Right. Um but it, it just it, like I'm just I'm looking at the box cover and it's like black black spider. I don't know one one thing about him other than he he was a, he's a hitman, I guess. Then you have a guy with a similar body type to Bruce because it's yeah. Batman hiding as that character. Was right. like black spider. Like I, that's like, I, I, I remember him. He is an old old character from the seventies. Um, I remember I I probably have a couple of back issues that he's in. I'm looking at the original costume. It's much different than the film, but uh, I mean, it's basically that's a it's a meat filled sock character, as they refer to on Lost. It's a character designed to die, and I think in those opportunities where we, let's take a character that we liked, mm-hmm. you know, um, from out of obscurity, and that's sort of like that's their that's their prize is they get to be you know this um, meat filled sock. In, in a movie, like which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I, I thought that worked really well in the X Men film, the most recent film. But okay, uh, yeah, that's that's a, that's another example of that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, he's a character. They changed they changed his look, so you wouldn't even recognize him if you if you read the comics. 
They didn't tell you anything about him. He was in the background the entire time. And then, and then he's a big plot point when he is killed. The Batman switches costumes with him. So he, anyway, he, he, I mean, it's I don't think that's that big. It's not that big of a crime bad thing. to, to just... have an innocuous character, especially when you have so many other characters. We're, no, we're already no, saying not... that it, it would have benefited from having a smaller cast. Right. So we shouldn't really clamor for there to be uh, more dimensionality in this character saying, where you don't it was it. another sort of thing on top of i don't know who or, or these people are or care what happens to them like harley's the only one i, know, I cared about because i know her so well and uh it's just it's just i didn't care about anybody in this and, movie. I, and i hope this doesn't come across as us you know ragging on this movie and because we had a lot of love for these movies you know for a good while we well this is the first the first two we've really not liked very vehemently i think i feel like i think there's um i did not like green lantern and, and, I, do, and I don't want to and i don't want to dismiss ryan's enjoyment no no no, 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 no. <laughs> i like it <laughs> i did I not thought like it was green lantern. i did not like uh one of the other ones, Batman, the, the the Batman anthology from way, 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 way back. I didn't like but, the, the first Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. But, I didn't like that. Yeah, but like it, even those, I've, there were things to like about them. I couldn't really tell you much to like about this movie or the previous one. Yeah, which is a problem. I agree that I the pre yeah the Batman and Son or whatever it was, Son, Son of, of Batman. Yeah, uh, that one I agree did not care for, and maybe you know maybe it's because I played two of the three games. Connor, you played none. Right. One. So, you know, maybe it's maybe liking it is directly dependent well, on it, how much you're in that world already. If it works mm. as a for a player of the game, then then it's successful because they're trying to tie into it. And they're trying to get those fans. So if 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 fans of the game like the movie because it evokes the, the game, then good for them. Well, see, I, I was also I, worried I that it was going to be more gimmicky towards the game because there are things about the game that aren't really done in any of the, the Batman media. There's like a, a mode you can go into called detective mode where oh, yeah. Yeah. the screen changes and you kind of have like an x-ray vision so you can see bones and you can look for clues and highlight various objects. And like, I thought that they were going to do that a lot, but then when the movie wasn't really about Batman, that didn't really come up. So there's only a few instances where <clears throat> Batman is using detective mode and there are, moments in the game where you call in the Batwing and he did that, and there's moments in the game where you string people up from a ceiling and he did that once. So there was enough little, like, nods to things you actually do as the playable character in the game that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was kind of... Maybe I was kept a little more engaged watching it to see more of those. Right. That's, that's an yeah. interesting point. I mean, like, that that is one of the big visual um, signatures of the video game series, detective mode especially, and... You know, it, uh, this this doesn't um, you know take advantage of those in any way. Um, it nods to them, but it doesn't make them central to any sort of premise within mm -hmm. them. It's interesting. It's an interesting experiment. Um, I was just really disappointed. I was looking forward to it, uh, seeing what they were going to do. Not necessarily the film itself, because again, I haven't played the game. When I heard they were doing this film taking place in the game world. Well, on one hand, interesting. On the other hand, not really excited because I wasn't. I don't play the game. But uh, disappointing, really disappointing. We we can end on a on a more positive note though, because yes. uh, also this week theoretically, I don't know if it actually is shipping, but um, Young Justice season one 
uh, comes out on Blu-ray. Right. So you can revisit that. So I'm looking forward to going back and looking at those episodes because I really enjoyed Young Justice. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to Throne of Atlantis despite all evidence before <laughs> me that because I love Aquaman and because – and we, I don't want to get too far deep into this because we'll talk about it when the film comes out. But it looks like there's a lot of cast changes to the Justice League. Yeah. Um, some of the more problematic voices are gone. Somebody mentioned on, on the Twitter feed that uh, that Alan Tudyk is, is no longer going to be Superman. It's going to be Jerry it's, O'Connell. Is. Who sounded really good in the, in the featurette. And then uh, uh, Rosario Dawson is now Wonder Woman. And um, replacing Michelle Monaghan. And then... Um, you know, I, I like Michelle Monaghan a lot. Um, maybe not the best voice actor. Right. So, and Rosario Dawson has done... She was in the, the Wonder Woman one. She wasn't Wonder Woman, but she was... Right. Was she like Artemis or something? I think she was so. In, she was in the, the Wonder Woman feature. Um, so she... And, you know, she's done video games and stuff. So, like, she... Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a good call. That's... Yeah, so there's reasons to be hopeful for that one. Although... Although I liked him at first, I still think that Jason O'Mara's Batman is a problem. Although he was not in this film, obviously it was Kevin Conroy returning to Batman. Although he, he probably knocked that part out in about two hours because he didn't have very many lines. Um, How did you feel about those Batman pupils, Connor? Did not like them. Did not like them. No, they weren't as overwhelming as I feared when I saw you talking about them online. But uh, <laughs> well, it's just you could help but be distracted by them i tweeted about that like when i first saw them and then but you don't really notice them that much after that it's like the first appearance of whoa batman has dots in his eyes and you see that on the cover of the video game but since you're playing as batman in the you're looking games, over his shoulder looking, most of the time right so you don't really have to experience that all the time and it's just very unnerving um, it's also a visual way for them to show when you go into detective mode or right. not people is for detective mode actually i could see that being very effective if you were trying to be the actual batman and and scare the criminals pupils very effective on me i would not want to i would drop those diamonds i would <laughs> i would put my gun down on the on the ground it was very frightening very disorienting so yeah so ryan you did enjoy this so congratulations favorite, favorite of the bunch yeah, no, it's not my favorite time of the bunch, but, but I, you know, I sat through it. I only checked the time once, and it was because I had to get to a thing. So it wasn't, it wasn't checking the time because I was bored. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't running late, and I could tell this was running kind of long. And yeah, I, I mean, it's not perfect, but I thought it was fun enough to be worth at least one viewing. So you know, you can do that like little digital rental thing where you get it for a single viewing or whatever. Yeah, that's I think. right, Connor. You're still getting these, these yeah. physical release, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I like the shelf. I like the I like the sense of hope. I do like that. I hope. I have hope. What's that movie? You're the oh, Blue Lantern of the Animation Brain Trust. I was gonna say I'm the uh, the uh, Shawshank Redemption, but I'll take Blue Lantern. I feel like we really should keep it within the DC universe. All right, Connor. fine. Although does that uh, I was gonna. I get hope to the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. Yeah. Right. I hope that for the next film, I hope the Pacific is as blue as it was in my dreams because <laughs> well, probably the only Aquaman film we'll ever get. I mean, it's Atlantis. It's probably in the Atlantic Ocean. It's we not do a Pacificus. Just do a special edition on Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I'd be right, totally down for that. Right? Are we going to have a lot of problems with the science of talking underwater in the next show? Or no, sound travels better underwater. That was one of my favorite things about Mark Wade's JLA Year One was that Aquaman was whispering because he's used to being able to be heard from further away. Oh, because right, right, right. Water yeah, yeah. transports sound. 
remember. It's a denser media than air, so the longitudinal waves of sound vibrate better. Come on, Connor. It's basic. Can we discuss why none of the Atlanteans have an accent and or why Aquaman does not appear to have a main accent? We'll talk about that next time. These are all questions, good questions for next time, next, next, the next show. I have used, I've taught oceanography, and I have used parts of Jeff John's uh, Aquaman run because the science in that was terrible as test questions. <laughs> what is the marine biologist saying that's wrong in this statement? Listen, if we do a special edition on Shawshank Redemption, but we refer to it as Arkham, we could do that. We could totally I do could. that. We could right. totally do that. I will figure it out. All right, so if you saw Batman or Assault on Arkham, go to ifanboy.com. You can comment on that movie uh, there. Hopefully you liked it. I hope we. I hope, I hope you there are people that like it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, when people often get angry when we don't like something, we 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 hope you do like it. Mm-hmm. Just because we don't like it doesn't mean you can't like it, as evidenced by us allowing. Right. We're not, we're not trying to change anybody's minds. Just you know, just be honest. That's just, that was our reaction. I will to try it. to change your mind if I'm truly passionate about something. I don't. And really care. thirty-three and a third percent of us thought it was the best one yet. So. Two thumbs up. Ten stars. I don't. I don't know how they're going to top it. Quite frankly. <laughs> <with Aquaman. laughs> So go to ifanboy.com, check out uh, the commentary on this show. You can also, obviously, listen to our weekly comics podcast, the iFanboy Pick a Week podcast. Every Sunday we talk about the week's books. Uh, me and Paul Montgomery and Josh Lanigan sometimes when he feels like being on the show. And uh, we'll be back next time for Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which is listed as a fall release. I feel like we're almost at fall. That's interesting, uh, yeah. It's not that uh, long. It's not that far away. That's what it said in the in the thing. Who knows when it'll actually come out? But uh, whenever it does, we'll be we'll be back for that. We'll be back for the Shawshank Redemption. Are we talking about Sin City? We'll probably be back for Sin City. We have to talk about these things ahead of time we'll before talk about we talk these about things live on the show. <laughs> um, probably. So uh, until next time, I am Connor. I'm Paul. I'm Ryan. Were you asleep? What happened? I was just rewatching the movie. Couldn't, couldn't wait couldn't to, get enough. for a second for a second viewing. It's not much of a brain trust, I'll be honest. I trust your guys' brains. Give me water. I'm thirsty, my, my work is so hard. Boy.